News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cutest Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Cutest Country. Tell them Mark sent you. I'm actually going to be there today, uh, starting at about 11 o'clock until noon, helping uh, Team James that last minute push to get people registered for the bike giveaway that they're doing today for Easter. So very excited to be out there with my guys at Cunis here coming on up after the show. Uh, a lot to get today. This is episode 80 of On the Mark, believe it or not. It's crazy on this uh, Saturday before Easter Sunday. So a lot of people I know traveling for the holiday, travel safe wherever you may be uh, spending the holiday. Okay, so obviously... We got to jump into a major headline here. But before we do, as I'm getting ready for the show, something mega just happened. Something, you know, when breaking news happens, breaking news happens, you got to talk about it. The new Space Jam trailer with LeBron James just dropped. All right. The new Space Jam trailer, it's out. You can watch it now. Uh, It's all over social media. And I got to say, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm 100% in on the new Space Jam. It looks okay. I mean, it doesn't look great. It just looks like one of those movies that you go and you watch it and you're like, oh, okay, that was fun. It was weird, kind of silly. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's fun. You know, it's just like the original Space Jam. I'm not one of these guys who's like, oh, you're ruining my childhood. Don't re- re- recreate the past. Yeah, I'm 30 years old. Space Jam was a massive part of my childhood. I love Space Jam, the original. I watch it. I'd watch it every day, every dang day. The new one looks fine. It looks fun. So I had to get that out there. That's my thoughts on the Space Jam, new legacy LeBron James trailer. And, you know, LeBron, for whatever his credit is, you know, he's the only guy who I would be okay making a Space Jam 2 with anyone else. You'd be like, well, that's weird. They should have got LeBron James because LeBron James is a much better player than Everyone else not named Michael Jordan. So we're going to make a second one. Kind of makes sense. And it's not a sequel. From what I gathered from the first trailer, there's no sequel-esque feel to it. It's just kind of its own reset. Reset of uh, of events. Think think at least kind of like uh, when that uh, female Ghostbusters came out a couple years ago. Kind of like a reset. At least there wasn't any sort of throwback to the original. It's not like Bugs is like, hey... Good to see you. It's been about 30 years since, you know, we saw uh, MJ. And uh, now we're glad to meet you. There was none of that, at least from what I gathered from the first trailer. So check it out now for yourself. All right. That's enough Space Jam trailer talk. Uh, There is some really serious stuff going on in the world of sports. So let's jump into it with Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. The MLB has moved their all-star game from Atlanta. Um, this is obviously a a shocking development in the world of sports. And it's once again, 
finding, we, we are once again finding ourselves here in the world of sports colliding uh, with the talk in the world of politics. And I want to start by, by saying this, first and foremost. I am not going to comment at all on the bill that is passed in Georgia and any sort of that legislation. And I'll tell you why, because I'm not an expert in that. I have zero expertise in what was going on in Georgia and the law and the bill that was passed. I have zero expertise on it. You don't turn to me if you listen on on the app or on the Facebook Live or whoever you're listening. You're not turning in to, uh, tuning into me to hear my thoughts on water being handed out and voter ID cards and stuff like that. I, 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 I that's not my game. That's not the world I live in. I do live very much in the world of sports. And it seems as though you're getting more and more of these worlds colliding. But I want to just start by saying, if you're one of these people out there, and we talked about this a lot last summer, if you're one of these people out there that's like, hey, uh, politics is getting into sports and sports are getting more political and it never used to be this way. Well, that's just, first off, A, that's not true. There's there's always been sports and politics headbutting, and they've collided. I mean, think back to Jesse Owens and everything he had to deal with. And even when he won all those Olympic gold medals, four of them in 1936, you know, going up against the Aryan race comments and Hitler, and he did it, you know, right in Hitler's face, He's an American hero, about to go to war. He doesn't even get invited to the White House because he was an African-American athlete and what he had to deal with. And then, of course, the 1968 Olympics uh, and the Black Power salute, Tommy Smith and John Carlos and what they did, massive political statement in the world of sports. And then, obviously, you don't need to tell me. I, I'm only 30 years old. I, I, I never watched Muhammad Ali fight live. I was not alive during the Muhammad Ali era of him competing. But you all know, if you're listening and you're older than me, you know Muhammad Ali. Very, very much a political figure. and Very outspoken in his politics during his heyday. Obviously, what is different, and I do think there is a change now and a, and a different sense now, especially in the past couple years, is that everything I just listed, is those are individual athletes, individuals in their world of sport, even a Colin Kaepernick or a, or a you know, Le- LeBron James or people like that even more recently – those were individuals in their sport doing something and a choice they made by themselves to make a stand or make a statement or or uh, go to a protest or do some sort of form of protest in the world of sport that they compete in. And what I do think is different now, or at least in my lifetime, and, and I'm trying to think of examples and I'm struggling to find others of them historically. And again, I'm only 30 years old. So if you're out there listening and you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, and you know of examples, please let me know. But what it does seem unique and different about the past couple of years is we're transitioning, it seems, from the individual athlete making the stand 
or making the political statement or you being able to say, oh, well, that athlete's into politics and yeah, and they're going to make their their comments. But, you know, overall, there's not a lot of politics in sports. To now what we're seeing is we are seeing leagues making political statements. Larger organizations, mass uh, support from the leagues of players, but also leagues themselves making political uh, decisions. You saw it, the first and most clear example in my, in my view, at least in my lifetime, was in 2017 when the NBA, and of course it's the NBA that goes first with this, the NBA has always been uh, at the forefront of, uh, of supporting players and being a little bit more outspoken politically than any of the other leagues kind of breaking down the barrier, at least for the league standpoint. You see the the NBA in 2017, they left the All-Star game in Charlotte because they disagreed with House Bill 2 and uh, some discrimination rights that they felt uh, were discriminatory against people, uh, transgender people, and bathrooms and all that. And again, I'm not getting into that. I'm just talking about the example that they made that choice and said, we're leaving Charlotte. We don't support this. Our business, our private enterprise, this is something that we don't stand behind. And so we're going to take our business elsewhere. That was a major big step towards now, I think, where we are today. You know, we joke about in the world of sports, you know, the whole idea of the super teams. And now you look at what the Brooklyn Nets are doing and, 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 and all this. It seems so old hat, but it was really, in a lot of ways, LeBron James kind of breaking down that barrier giving the players the the uh, the momentum to get out of jail free card to say hey I'll take the arrows let them shoot these arrows at me I'll be the bad guy go to Miami win a couple rings and now look at the league it's the, the NBA is there's been teams and collaborations but those were a lot of trades and GMs making it happen versus now it seems like the players control the league in the NBA in a lot of ways they do and a lot of that has to do with LeBron James And now it seems as though leagues, MLB, NFL, um, NBA, uh, NASCAR, NHL, they are now more comfortable as a league, as a business, as an organization making a political move because of the NBA kind of knocking down that barrier. Being the first ones to say, hey, we're going to make a business decision. We're going to have a stance on this. And we're going to say this goes against our business's values and what we support or want to see be done. Now, we see this all the time in other private enterprise. You see it all the time. You know, people are applauding Elon Musk and other people in California for leaving California and going to Texas and taking their business elsewhere. And that's like the most American thing you can do, in my opinion. It's one of the things that I love about this country is that the states, in a lot of ways, have a lot of power to govern themselves in certain ways that the people of that state sees fit. And if you live in a state that doesn't really fit with your political agenda or what you want is you know raising your family or is your business what's best for you, you can move to another state. You don't have to, uh, you know... It's not like it's not like communist Russia or something, and you can just you're stuck in your SOL. There is that freedom in the United States to do that. 
And so the M- the NBA exercised that in 2017. Now, last year, the summer of 2020, and going into the sports calendar year of 2020, we saw an explosion of it, right? We saw with the Black Lives Matter movement, especially after the murder of George Floyd, this explosion around the rest of the sports leagues, the NFL, the MLB, the NHL, NASCAR, all taking massive steps forward to promote diversity, to promote, uh, to uh, to stand behind the athletes in their sports. They made those business decisions and came out and were very transparent about their values or, or at least being more transparent about their business's values and what they stand for. And now we're seeing it again with the MLB saying, hey, we as an organization, we as a business do not support these things happening in this state and these laws. And so we as a business are making a decision to take our business elsewhere. And no different in my mind than an Elon Musk or uh, or anyone else saying, hey, I hate the taxes here in Chicago. I don't like what they got going on here. I'm taking my business. I'm moving to Dallas. Or heck, I don't like what's going on here in uh, in uh, you know Southern California or Silicon Valley, and I'm taking my business and I'm moving to Florida. It's no different, in my opinion. Do these businesses have the freedom to exercise that right and say, "Hey, we're a business." And we can choose to take our business where it sees fit. Now, here's the thing, though, which I think is going to be a very, as a sports fan, and if you know me personally, you know I'm very politically engaged. And I will never get really deep into politics on the show because, again, that's not why you're tuning into this show. And and and, and what I'm trying to lay out here. And in the goal of this opening speech in this headline, and what I'm trying to say is that, to me, I see no difference in what the MLB has chose to do or what the NBA chose to do in 2017 than what an Elon Musk or what any other of these companies choose to do when they leave a state that doesn't suit their business's best interests anymore. Now, whatever their business's best interest may be, you may argue that every business's best interest should be about making the most money possible. But again, that business has the freedom to choose whatever they see fit is their best interest. And who am I to tell them what's in their best interest? I break it down to this as well. You know, if you're one of those people out there who sat there and actively supported the cake shop maker who said, I am not going to bake the cake for the gay couple. And you say, hey, they're a business. They have the right to do that. I support that in America, businesses have the freedom to do that. If you're one of those people that supported that, I think it's a little hypocritical then if you're one of those, if you're that same person who says, well, I don't support the MLB. The MLB's trash. What are they doing? It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing in my mind, in my viewpoint. They are making the choice as a business, and they have the freedom to do that in this country, to do that. So do you support the decision because they have the freedom to do it, 
and you support that their business has the freedom or are you supporting the politics behind the decision? And either way, that's fine. That doesn't, you have, you as the, you individual human being have the right to feel either way on that issue. And again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how I feel. All I'm going to say is, and, and, and I will open this up is I support the MLB having the freedom like any other business having the freedom to make those choices under the laws that were given. Now, if you want to get into the conversation of now, should there be a law that the cake makers have to make the cake or not? Again, that's a different conversation. Tune in to Hannity or MSNBC and let them debate that out. Or if you want to buy me a beer and we'll go to Quincy Brewing Company later this afternoon, I'm happy to talk about that off the air in a different platform. That's not what this platform's about for me, at least. So, that's where I see this MLB issue. I, I don't see it as some sort of hot-button thing. To me, it's very simple, very simple. And personally, it's, it's, it's the same, I view it as the same type of situation is the all-star game for the NBA moving or Elon Musk moving his business from California to Texas. This, to me, that's, if you want to get into the controversy of it, that, that's it to me. That's where I that's where I land on the MLB moving their All Star game. Now, what I was uh, leading into before I got sidetracked again, and I, and I do want to make this point, and I want to make it pretty clear. I am now fascinated as a fan of baseball, as a fan of sports, to see now where the NBA and MLB they've drawn the line a little harder in the sand than the NFL, the NHL, or NASCAR, as far as removing events. The NFL hasn't necessarily gone to this step, to my knowledge. NASCAR, NHL haven't gone to this step where they're going to remove themselves from a state or a city. And you see this a little bit with the movie industry and a lot of actors or companies saying, we're not going to film in Georgia now. So for me now, you create this little bit of, okay, now that you're in this space and you're opening this space to us, the consumer, and saying your business, these are the, the levels of the values of your business, where do you then draw the line, right? You know, where do you draw the line? And do you say to yourself, oh, okay, at what point in time are you going to say, all right, the, the MLB is moving their all-star game to uh, insert city here, let's just say Philadelphia. And then what if there's someone on Twitter and they start a, a, a Twitter rampage say, oh, well, you know, in Philadelphia, we have this law that's pretty unjust. And so I guess the MLB is okay with that law. And then you can start getting that conversation. And I'm not going to get into that conversation. But I do think these leagues, when, as soon as you make this decision and you open yourself up to saying, we politically don't align with this as an as a company. I'm fine with you doing that, but then I'm also fine with people on Twitter or wherever in the world also then criticizing you and saying, okay, well, you're going to go to this city or you support this state that has these laws? Wow, mm-hmm, that's interesting. Again, I'm not going to do it, but you've certainly opened the door up for that criticism. It's a fascinating move. Again, I, I, sports and, and politics have been colliding for decades. But it is different now. I do think it is different now that leagues, 
are now entering the political space in that world compared to what we've seen in the past, individual athletes just going out on their own and making the political statements. We'll see. I'm, I'm fascinated to see where the MLB All-Star ends up. Uh, I, you know, whatever city, I, I think it's a funny argument too. Oh, well, they're hurting the businesses of Atlanta. Okay, well, yes, they are. Those businesses aren't going to get the the traffic that comes in with an All-Star game, but they're hurting the businesses of any city that they're not in the All-Star game by that viewpoint, and they're going to help some businesses somewhere in some city. You know, it's a fascinating, fun argument. Either way, again, I don't think anything that I said is is historically political. If you, they're an individual business that has the right to make this choice. We'll see where they go from there. I do think, though, now, as soon as the leagues open this door and they start making stances and drawing lines in the sand, there's going to be people then who say, okay, well, your line's there. Well, why isn't it there? And you're going to go to this city, and this city has this laws, or this state has these laws, and that's gonna that could back these leagues into a corner a little bit. It'll be fascinating to watch, fascinating to see, and uh, we'll definitely keep our eye on it. But uh, that's the mega story in the world of sports this morning, as the MLB All-Star Game no longer going to be in Atlanta, and we'll see where they head next. All right. You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. When we come back, let's get into Final Four talk. NCAA, great games last night. Two awesome games on schedule today. We'll break it all down next. Live and local on a gorgeous Saturday in Hannibal. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Found News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. If you're in the market for a new vehicle, you got to stop by Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them Mark sent you. I'll be over there at 11 a.m. today helping uh, promote their good uh, bike giveaway from Team James. Pretty cool here on Easter weekend. All right, uh, you know, I, I think um, the only other thing I, I, you know, wanted to say on that is, as I was looking back at my notes here, and then we'll move on. Is that, you know, I don't fault anyone. You have the right to say, "Hey, I'm I am frustrated the MLB got into politics in this way, and I'm not going to support the MLB." That's totally fine. I'm not going to fight you on that. That's your right. Just like. If you if you were the person who was extraordinarily angry that NASCAR banned the Confederate flag and you don't watch NASCAR anymore, that's your that's your God given right in this country. You have a right to not consume that product anymore. I personally love sports too much that nothing that any of these leagues have done is politically or that you would argue has prevented me from tuning in. That's where I'm at. I, I can't say that I'll always feel that way, but as of right now, there's nothing that any of these leagues have done. Individual players, that's a different that's a different story, different topic. But what the leagues have done for me personally, I'm still all in. All right, let's keep it moving. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, we got ourselves some final four action. 
Uh, before we jump into today's games with the uh, men's bracket, I want to talk about last night quickly, the women's Final Four. Wow. What, what a, a night of basketball. If you follow me on Twitter, at Mark Hespin, which I strongly encourage you to do if you listen to this show, uh, what a what a fun what a fun night of basketball! It started obviously with Stanford beating South Carolina, sixty six sixty five. It was an all time classic at the end of that game. Uh, Boston for South Carolina and Cook. They, they, Boston had that last minute, uh, last literally point one second tip in to win the game. It doesn't go. Haley Jones and Stanford. Uh, she hit big shot after big shot. Stanford is so long. Uh, and they have uh, seniors and juniors, real veterans, but a great mix of great young uh, freshmen as well. Uh, I, I liked I, watching that game, and and I've watched a good amount of the women's tournament. More, I've watched more of the women's tournament this year than ever before. If you were to ask me why, I would say one reason: gambling in Illinois. Uh, if you can gamble on the games, you put a little scratch on it, makes it a little more interesting, a little more fun to watch. And it's it certainly it's the reason I started watching uh, the the EPL, uh, you know, the English Premier League. We were talking about that as well. <laughs> Gambling has opened my sports viewing uh, here a little bit. And I've certainly uh, enjoyed the women's game. If you don't watch the women's tournament, it's a completely different game than the men's game. It's not vertical. It's not explosive in that way. Yeah, there's a couple players here and there that can dunk, and it's awesome when you see uh, a women's player dunking because it's electric. It is. It's like watching, you know, the pickup game where someone out of nowhere dunks. You're like, that's awesome. Uh, but it's a completely different game. It's so much more about. Uh, it's phys- more physical. Uh, way more uh, about ball handling, passing, floor spacing, shooting. Uh, compared to the men's game, where you just got guys who are seven one and you know can fly out the gym, uh, of course they're going to be dunking. It's just different athletes, different game. And um, I was so impressed with Stanford uh, and, and South Carolina. I mean, both that was one of the most physical basketball games I've seen since like I was like seven watching nineties NBA. I mean, it was. It's played a different level. And then a massive upset, uh, number three, Arizona takes down UConn, 69-59. Arizona led the whole way. Uh, Shout out to McDonald, 26 points for Arizona. Love the fire and the passion from the Arizona head coach. That was one of those things that people get upset on Twitter. You know, she was caught on camera flipping the bird after the game, getting her girls fired up. I love that. I I eat that for breakfast. I think that's, that's sports in a nutshell. Absolutely loved it. And um, listen, Beckers for for UConn, she is the next Sabrina Ionesco. She's a little bit more Steph Curry than Sabrina. Sabrina's a little bit more like Kyrie Irving. I mean, handles, get to the rim, and can shoot. Uh, Beckers is a lot more Steph Curry. I mean, range, smaller frame, but she's young. I mean, she is a freshman, 18, 19 years old. I cannot wait to see her game evolve. She's only going to get better once she grows uh, into her body more, hits the weight room more uh, by the time she's a senior. Beckers is one of those where it's like, right now she could not translate to the WNBA. I mean, she could. She could shoot in the WNBA, but she's not scoring 20 a night in the WNBA. She, her body is just not there yet. She has to mature, put weight on, hit the weight room. Uh, and you saw that from the UConn team. No seniors on this UConn team. Uh, you know, UConn losing women's basketball is always a shocker. 
And so for them to lose in the final four and be just beaten down by a more physical, more veteran uh, Arizona team, it wasn't shocking when you put all those pieces together. Uh, so uh, shout out to Arizona. I'll take Stanford. I just think Stanford's got length. Haley Jones, shot creating ability, more offense from Stanford. But Arizona, if they win on Sunday night, it'll be all defense for sure. It'll be a, it, they'll muddy the game up. It was a lot of fun watching it. So uh, that's my prediction for that. I'll take Stanford. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Espin. I'll give the official bets uh, on Twitter. Let's turn to the men's action today. Two games that I'm I'm looking forward to so much at four fourteen. The random start times, again, just insane. Um, Houston, Baylor, two versus one. Obviously, Baylor has a lot more length. Houston and Baylor are very similar, though. Great guard play for Houston, Grimes and Sasser. Baylor, it's Teague and Butler. They both want to get out. They want to move. They want to space. They want to shoot. What's going to be fascinating to watch is I think Houston moves faster. And they, I like their three their their three point shooting more than Baylor's, but Baylor has more size, a little more length, and they got a couple more guys. I mean, Butler and Teague, those guys, they're lights out. So for me, it's going to be that little bit of can Houston, with their speed, punch Baylor in the mouth a little bit. How does Baylor respond to that? And 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 can Baylor can can Houston shoot lights out? That's how Houston wins. Baylor can win in a couple ways. I think Baylor can shoot lights out, they'll be fine. If Baylor's offense is clicking, they'll be fine. But Baylor can also win this game muddying it up a bit because of their size, because of their length inside, especially, and they got great depth off the bench uh, that Houston doesn't really have as much of. I'll take Baylor. I, I don't know if they cover the five. That's a lot of points for a Houston team that can shoot. If you're making me bet the line, I'll take Houston in the points. If I'm just going straight money line, I like Baylor to win. I think it's a little muddied. I think Baylor is able to hit a couple more big shots late down the stretch, and they, they, get, they force Houston into a bad turnover or two. Uh, as Houston tries to close the gap in the in the uh, second half. Also, shout out to the women's game having the four quarters. I love that. The men will never do that because it's just you know tradition. But I, it's just so it makes when you watch the women's game, like yeah, four quarters it just makes sense. <laughs> and your brain, you just watch this as a basketball fan. You're like yeah, four quarters. That's that's basketball. All right, and then uh, the night game, UCLA Gonzaga. For UCLA to win, they need two things. They need they need Ju Zhang to have an all-time game. They need Ju Zhang to go 30 points, lights out, a, a seven, eight, nine assists, a couple big boards, and he needs to have a Carmelo Anthony type. Oh my God, who is that guy? That man, Mama, there goes that man, Mark Jackson, on fire type game. And they also need then their bigs to just have the defensive game of a lifetime. They need to be able to stop Timmy and Kispert and 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 stay out of foul trouble. And even then, if that, all that happens, they probably won't win. But if tonight at 9.30, 9.45, 10 o'clock at night, we're on Twitter and we're all going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, UCLA shocked the world. 
Juzang has over 30, has probably seven or eight assists, a big board or two, a big steal, and you'll look at the big men for UCLA, and they won't be in foul trouble. That's, to me, the, the only way they win. I don't think that happens. I think Gonzaga plays a, a type of offense that we haven't seen in college basketball in so long uh, because they have veterans and, 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 and older players who play the college game at an elite level like Kispert and Timmy. They are the ultimate in like what you want in your program. Guys who buy in, unselfish, they are elite college-level players. Do they translate to the NBA? I'm not 100% sure, but they dominated the college level. And then when you add in a Suggs, a guy who is a lottery pick, who can just get you a bucket and just be that guy that could be on a Duke, a Carolina, or a or a, a, a Kentucky because the, of the one-and-done type stuff, that makes Gonzaga that much more special. And I think... For basketball fans, college basketball fans, you know, we wanted Stanford or South Carolina and UConn because the names. I think we're going to get a, a fascinating game in the women's side because I think that Arizona is like this kind of team at destiny right now, and Stanford is is so good. But I, I really hope we get Gonzaga-Baylor because all year long, if you go back, Ken Palm, in, in college basketball ratings, you're going to see one and two, one and two, Gonzaga-Baylor, Illinois popped up there for a second. Michigan popped up there for a second. But really, Gonzaga and Baylor, two best teams in college basketball, all, in men's college basketball all year season long. And I hope that's what we get on Monday night. I think that's what we will get. The line is 14. If it's points, I, I think UCLA, they, they cover 14. I think they lose by 10. I think Gonzaga has it pretty much covered in the second half. And UCLA gets on a little bit of a run. Uh, you know, close it to like eight, nine with two or three minutes left. And then, you know, they kind of hang around that moment. I think I think Gonzaga leads kind of wire to wire. So I'll take Gonzaga to win. I'll take UCLA and Houston to cover the points if you're making me uh, uh, do that. I'll give the official picks for me uh, on Twitter at Mark Hespin sometime this afternoon after I get some steps in, get some air, fresh air this afternoon before I settle in for another long night of college basketball viewing. All right, uh, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. When we come back, you think I'm going to go a whole show, whole show without talking NFL? You're crazy. we got to talk NFL. 17-game season. My thoughts on that next. Live and local on a Saturday in Hannibal. It's on the Mark of News Talk 1070 KHMO. Today, with eyes around 69. Southwesterly winds, 10 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly clear skies and quiet tonight. Lows dip down to about 47. Tomorrow, daytime highs approaching 75. Temperatures well above average. Monday and Tuesday, with highs in the mid-70s. Chance for scattered storms Tuesday. Right now, 50. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Zero percent right now on all new Hondas, on select Hondas and Hyundais, new ones. It's crazy. They're keeping that zero percent going. Uh, Cunis just last month had their biggest month ever. So they want to say thank you. Jason Buxton was telling me, Mark, make sure you say thank you to all the people who have checked out Cunis purchase from Cunis, or if you're out there listening, you're saying to yourself, man, I need a new vehicle, or I'm just looking to get into a great new used vehicle, check out Cunis, see why they're breaking records, see why they're ranked one of the top 100 dealers to work for 
in the country multiple years in a row. Check them on out. Kunis 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Kunis country. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Uh, as we start to uh, move on here to the final uh, couple innings of the show, I want to uh, turn to the NFL. The NFL comes out 17-game regular season. Initial thoughts are, uh, you know, I don't like this mainly because it's just a it's just a teaser to 18 games. If the goal is to get to 18, 18 games, just get to 18 games and um, get rid of two preseason games. You know what I mean? Like if this is the goal, just do it. But right now it just seems kind of like a tease. And now I got to worry about my team being 10 and 7 and rewriting all the records in my head. Uh, the other thing I'll say is, you know, this isn't the NFL hasn't switched the schedule in a long, long time. It's been it's since the 70s. So they were at the 16 game schedule from 14 and 12 and 10, you know, constantly grown. I do think the NFL hits a limit, though. And I do think I do think 18 games is a limit that the NFL does not ever want to go over. I mean, you're just getting to a point then where you diminish the importance of the games and you diminish what makes the NFL so special, which is every single week, every single game is so important. I got things to do today. I may not watch the Cubs versus the Pirates, even though I'm a diehard Cubs fan. Because it's like, oh, well, it's, only, it's only the second game of the season. They got 100 more, 160 more of them. <laughs> I'll catch one. But, you know, I want to hang out with my friends, and it's a, you know my one friend is, a, is only in town this weekend, and so I'm going to prioritize that. But if it's an NFL Sunday and my buddy's in town, it's like, no, no, hey, we're, we're hanging out, but we're watching the NFL because it's that much more important. So I do think that, to me, I think that's a, it's something, for me as a consumer, as a fan of football, I would purposely encourage them to never go more than 18 games. I will say this, though. I've heard two things. These are not my unique ideas, so I do not want credit for them. But there are two ideas that I've heard bounce around since the NFL go to 17 games. And they're two that I think are worth entertaining. They're kind of fun. So number one suggestion is that actually I heard this from Nick Wright. So I'm going to give him credit for it. Uh, first things first, uh, Fox Sports uh, personality. He said, you know, 17 games could be this really unique sweet spot that the NFL never goes above. And, you know, the, the idea for 18 is then you have you have 9 and 9 home and away. But the idea for 17, you could do 8 and 8 home and away, and one every single team plays a neutral site. And he suggested that their neutral site be o- overseas, offshore. And I think that's fascinating. Think about that. If one week of the NFL, of every week of the NFL season – you had two you had two teams playing an offshore game whether it's in london whether it's in toronto whether it's in mexico city whether it's in sao paulo brazil whether you're in cape town south africa whether you're in beijing whether you're in tokyo and you schedule it to where it's prime time or close to prime time in american viewing still works for whatever you know get crowds in that country in that city and talk about expanding the game in that way so instead of Packers Chiefs just being played, oh, at you know Chiefs and they get the extra home game, what if it was Packers Chiefs at like 10 a.m. Sunday morning in Berlin and growing the game in that way? And that was just the thing is that where you build in the bye weeks around it, 
and you make it a real spectacle. The NFL could really, really, really make a ton of money and grow their game massively from that. It's a fun, it's a fascinating idea. I, as a sports fan, I think I'd love it. If my Bears every year and I knew they were playing one game in like a London or maybe in a in a, a Tokyo or maybe in a Beijing or in a Paris or insert awesome international city here, Barcelona. How cool is that? I went to the Bears London game uh, two years ago with the Raiders at the new Tottenham Spurs Stadium. That was awesome. It was so cool. It's something that I would prioritize going to once every couple of years as a fan and traveling to a city I've never been to and having fun like that, saving for a trip like that. It's awesome. It was a lifetime experience, a once in a lifetime experience. And the more you can have once in a lifetime experiences or offer them to fans, I think that'd be a home run. And then you keep the 17-game schedule. You never even have to go to 18. And again, I love the urgency of the less games. The other thing that's interesting, it's, it's been brought up, and I will say it, is that you only let players start 16 games. So even if you have 17 or 18 games, Patrick Mahomes can only start and play in 16 of them. Now, unless it's like, hey, you can dress for that one game because obviously you need injury concerns, you need a quarterback, but... You can't start or play in more than half the game unless it's a devastating your your other two quarterbacks in front of him get injured. Then you expand the rosters. You give more players on the team. You expand the salary caps because you're expanding how much the league's taking in. You give guys more jobs. But also, you're cutting down on in injuries. You're not letting these records just explode because Patrick Mahomes gets a throw for an extra 1,000 yards because he gets to play in two extra games a year. That's something fascinating to look at. I wouldn't necessarily be opposed, and it would force GMs, general managers, guys, you know, to really be in the league. How much longer would you keep around a Cam Newton on your roster and start him one or two games because you know you have to? And where do you start him? When do you plan him? Do you wait just for injury? Or do you say, hey, we're going to give our guy a two-week bye in the middle of the season. We're going to play him against, you know, uh, if I'm the Bears, you know, for the Lions and the Vikings two weeks back-to-back. It's a fascinating conversation. I think it allows for intrigue. I think the international games would be, I'd prioritize that over the the rule of restricting players to play in how many games because it could get really messy with injuries, but it could be fascinating and fun to watch. I'm all into intrigue like that. All right, time, take a final break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up real quick. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. We've always had villains to face. Bad guys to take down. But you. You're worse than all of them put together. You are the most horrible of all. Pure evil. Just because you're tough doesn't mean we can't beat you. We're not here because we have to be. We are here because we've had enough of you. We all have the power to do something. To change something. To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. But inside of us. We are all heroes. One person is not a team. But when we join together. Together. You don't stand a chance. We are glorious. We're resilient. We are powerful. And we will win. So stand up with us. Stand up to fight. Stand up to win. Visit standuptocancer.org to learn more. 
This is Cardinals broadcaster John Rooney. Hear all the homers, hits, and great plays throughout the season. Don't miss a minute of it on the Cardinals radio network. St. Louis Cardinals baseball, time to fly. KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app. All right, we only got three minutes here left in the show because, you know, I spent a ton of time on the big topics early. But I want to uh, thank you to uh, On the Mark wouldn't, wouldn't be possible without Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Uh, come by, see me, 11 a.m. Uh, I'll be there for an hour helping uh, Team James promote that bike giveaway, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Country. All right, quickly, I want to mention MLB off to a great start. Already some crazy stuff going on. That kid Mercedes for the White Sox last night, that was a heck of a debut. You got Miggy hitting home runs in the snow on opening day. Uh, Cardinals Reds, you can hear it on this radio station coming on up at 310 first pitch. Wainwright, he takes the mound uh, in what could be his final season. So uh, you don't want to miss a pitch of Wainwright baseball. My Cubbies, they host the Pirates at uh, 120. It was freezing cold at Wrigley uh, two days ago. It'll be a little bit warmer today. Arietta on the mound. I'm definitely going to be watching a little Arietta today. How can you not with him back on the mound? That's just one of those things. Uh, it'll just feel good. And, and you know, who knows? We'll see what Arietta's got left in the tank. And uh, so that's at 120-day Cardinals at 310 versus the Reds. I do want to mention U.S. men's soccer. They didn't qualify for the Olympics for the third straight Olympics. So anyone who's going to sit here and tell me that soccer is growing for men in the United States, I don't want to hear it. If you want soccer to grow for men in the United States, you've got to make the Olympics. What are we doing? Shout out to the women's soccer team. The best soccer team in the world. Duh, they made the Olympics. As they put real time and effort into it, we uh, promote women's soccer in this country, which we should because it's a great outlet for these incredible female athletes. And uh, so once again, when the Olympics coming on up in July, all in on women's soccer, Men's basketball, can't wait to see where the rosters shake out for that as well. You know I'm a nerd for that stuff. Uh, But, you know, in all seriousness, I get why men's soccer isn't bigger in the United States. Men in the United States have baseball, have hockey, have football, uh, have all these other venues, uh, you know, avenues to compete in, in the NBA as well. So why would they necessarily choose a sport that's not propped up? Can the MLB keep growing? I hope they can. I hope soccer becomes bigger. Uh, I hope you know kids have more venues and avenues to, to to keep growing. But as of right now, anyone who's telling you soccer is is huge in this country, it's just not for the men. It's just not. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Enjoy these final four games. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin. Let's win some money. Have some fun if you're in Illinois. Download that sports book here in Illinois or else it's going to be taken away. Of course, Illinois is doing laws that are restricting ways for Illinois to make money. Classic Illinois. That's on the mark.